Everybody, what's going on? Hope you all had a fantastic Thanksgiving with your loved ones. But we're back here talking a little NBA hoops on the 48 Minutes Basketball Network. I'm Tim Daniel, joined this week by my good friend, my man, 100 grand, Trap Money Benny himself, Mr. Ben Brown. What's good? What's good, man? Just uh, uh, coming out of the turkey and ham coma, uh, mm-hmm. you know, ate my face off. So it was it was good, uh, but uh, the NBA is is hot. Uh, my man Odellis Frolis brought up tonight that we are a quarter away through the season, so uh, things are are starting to pan out a little bit. Some teams are settling in, others are rising. So it's cool uh, that we're here right now uh, to talk a little uh, NBA magic. Yeah, absolutely. Does that like was that like a back ended way of doing the introduction? Were you just like <laughs> for Josh? Because if it was, that was pretty pretty smooth. I'm not gonna lie. You liked that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. Saves so, us saves us more time to talk on the show. Yeah, <laughs> I do have to ask this though because you know I've known Ben a very long time, and back in my retail days when I worked Black Fridays, Ben would always bring me a plate of Thanksgiving dinner. Um, did you guys did you guys hit the Black Friday markets again this uh, year? We must we most certainly did, but okay. it's a little different now. Like I think with with all the stuff that's gone on in the last couple of years, uh, they have scaled back doing it on Thursday night when you know when you had to, used to be in at like ten at night, and we would go Thursday night into Friday. They've scaled that back a little bit, uh, so now everything starts on Friday. But oh yeah, we we definitely still got our black shopping our Black uh, Friday shopping in for sure. Nice, nice. I used to always yeah. be like, well, it's going to be a long night, but at least I know Ben and his family are going to bring me some food. So, Oh, yeah. No it doubt. was always nice. <laughs> well, I had um, – I did not do any Black Friday shopping because, as you both know, my uh, Christmas present came early this year. So yes, after I got, Yes, it did. After I got, after I got what I've been waiting to get for probably some decades now, I was pretty much like I'm done with Christmas shopping altogether. Like, my kids ain't getting nothing. Like, I'm good. That was uh, the year I got my PS. I got my PS Five at launch. I was like, I don't care what anyone else gets. Yep. Yeah, I was like, this is mine. Um, yep, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, um, we got some crazy stuff to talk about going on in the league, like always. And this was kind of brought. This was Ben's kind of idea for a topic. And don't forget, if you caught last week's episode, we will have yet another full court heave, as that will continue to be our final segment as we close the show out every week now. Uh, Josh has just got a really good, fun topic for us to go through, so I'm excited. Um, but Ben brought up the idea about the Golden State Warriors, and you know, I know there's a lot of national podcasts out there. They're like, "Oh, you know, runs over. They uh, they did it. 
they can go break it up now. Last dance, every cliche stereotype thing. Um, but they've kind of turned it around of late. They finally got a win on the road, as Sean Pick pointed out a couple weeks ago on, on the show. Uh, so that's big. They also are on a roll right now. Uh, Clay Thompson went a little wild these past couple games. So, guys, the Warriors currently, if you look at the standings, are still in the play-in. Granted, like we said, we're only a quarter of the season through. They're 11-10 and 10 now. They have won uh, their last – wow, I just lost. They've won – they're 9-1 and one at home. They've won yeah. seven of the last ten. They've won three in a row. Yeah. So, are they back? Oh, man, that's – that's uh, here's here's the thing with Golden State. And, and and I know that we've talked about this before and, you know, people are going to go back and, and find clips and see whatever because everybody said the same thing, right? Like, you know, uh, you know, Clay's not going to get his legs back. Like, you know, I will say this. I, I have to give Odellis Farrellis credit because he was he was like, man, give him some time. Like, they're, they're going to be okay. Josh had total belief in the Golden State Magic. I, on the other hand, did not. I thought, I thought for sure, like you know, Draymond wasn't the same. Draymond, Clay coming off these injuries, couldn't bounce back. Uh, you know, Steph was still having to carry the load at 34 years old. They didn't have the same, you know, uh, the same kind of uh, of um, role players that they'd had before. Uh, you know, they sent Wiseman to the G League, which I did applaud them for that. I did I did like that move, but I was definitely on the negative train as far as Golden State. I definitely thought that the run was over. I definitely thought that, you know, those guys weren't going to put it together. But here I am proverbially sticking my foot in my mouth and saying the Golden State Warriors are starting to look like the Golden State Warriors again. Um, Clay Thompson. Uh, in this last 10-game stretch, uh, is averaging close to 21 points a game. He is shooting close to 50% from three, uh, and he's got a 41-burger in there in this last run, uh, a couple 26-point games, a 30-point game. Uh, Clay Thompson is starting to look like himself again. Um, I think Josh, again, once again, was the one that pointed out that Steph is playing with this, like you saw him last night get a weird tech. Like he's playing with like this, still this chip and this edge, um, and, and those guys are starting to rally behind that. So I have to give uh, once again, you know, Steve Kerr, that team, that pedigree, that kind of just swagger. Um, like I have to give them credit. They they have righted the ship. Uh, they're still a plus a point oh five plus one point oh five. Uh, plus minus and differential in uh, points for versus against. So they're still playing the good defense. Uh, they're, they're starting to shoot the ball better. And some of those role players are starting to step up a little bit more. So I had to give the Golden State Warriors credit. Um, I thought the run was over. I didn't think that those guys uh, had that kind of run back in them. But here they are a quarter of the way through the season. They're still fighting in that play-in spot. But – uh, overall, playing much better basketball. Like, like you said, they got their first road win. Uh, they're 7-3 in their last 10. I have to give them credit. I have to give credit where credit is due. And they have seemed to write the ships on. So here's here's the thing for me that I don't think people understand. Because um, it's only a matter of time before it's all put together, right? Like, for me with Clay, 
I'm like, how many people do you know come back from a torn Achilles and a, and a shredded knee? And, you know, what does the timetable look like for that person to be able to get back to who they were, or if ever? And I figured it would take him, you know, of a year or, or even more than that to get his legs underneath him because, you know, you, you, you still question if your body can do it. So it's a mental thing. Right. And it looks mm-hmm. like he was finally like, you know what, bump it. Like, I'm just going to go out here and be game six clay every night from here on out. But the crazier part for me is I don't think people realize quietly, this is quietly Steph is having a better season this year than he did in 2015, 16, when he was unanimous MVP. And if you don't believe me, like go look at the stats of his shooting, um, his percentages, his e-field goal percentages, like everything is better, with the exception of he's the smidge, he's the smidge behind his three-point shooting. Um, and a part of that is due to the game they played last night where he was like three of eleven. Um, mm-hmm. but for the most part, Clay or Steph right now is 31.4, almost seven rebounds, six assists. Shooting splits of 52, 44, and 91. And his mm. E field goal percentage is almost at 65%. His his um his MVP year, uh, the one that he was unanimous, his E field goal percentage was at 63%. So, like, I don't think people realize like how much this guy's tearing the league up right now. And it's only a matter of time before that has to catch on for everybody else to come with him for them to be able to understand like how good he's played the first quarter of the season. And the fact that like, he's not even mentioned in that top tier for MVP voting is kind of crazy to me. That is wild. Um, because I don't know. I feel like we're getting to this thing. where like, I've, I've told you guys this quite a few times. I feel like we're getting to this thing now where people are just like, Oh, well that guy won the championship, won it. So we're not going to give it to him. Cause like Jokic is having a really good year. Uh, yeah, but it's like, oh, well, you know, they've already won it a couple times, and then it's so it's like, oh, okay, are we uh doing this? And it's like, no, nope, if a guy earns it, he earns it, and like, I don't yeah. understand why we're gonna keep doing this forever. Uh, it's like, it's Larry Bird, since Larry Bird, we've not had someone do that, so pretty wild. Um, but yeah, I like this Warriors team, I think they have a lot going for them. I'm with you, Ben. I know a lot of people are like, well, James Wiseman's really bad, and he's really terrible, and the Warriors are trying to trade him. I'm like, I can tell you for a fact, the Warriors are not trying to trade him. Mm-hmm. I can I can tell you that for sure. Like, this is a get him some reps, and this is the team that did it before. You got everyone loves Jordan Poole, right? They had the G League bubble in Disney World. Guess who led the G League in scoring that year? Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole, absolutely. It's uh, hard. It's hard to get a guy like Wiseman reps. When you're coming out, so think about it. They lost some really key guys coming off their bench last sure. year with with Porter Jr. and um, you know Gary GP, Payton, GP three. Yep. Yeah, like those those guys were detrimental to like their success, and um, you know losing those guys definitely makes it hard when you got to replace them. And we knew that they got some good pieces in return, like DiVincenzo, and you know they wanted to to rely on the young guys. But the problem is is those young guys hasn't they haven't had real game reps at real NBA game speed to be able to so it's almost like they're on this fast paced process like we got to get you up to speed and it doesn't work like that sometimes man especially with Golden State system like it's not easy to grasp so mm-hmm. you know for a big guy like Wiseman 
we know that he can handle the ball. He can shoot. He can do all these things. But they need him to play a role in that offense. And it's a mental thing, right? It's a block for him. Like, he, until he gets rid of that block, like he's not going to be anything that's valuable to them until they can get that fixed. So going down to the G League, being able to be the man on the team, giving him multiple reps, getting him the ball, like, I guarantee you at some point he is going to come back and we're going to see a different James Wiseman on the team, and he's only going to benefit them moving forward when he gets back on the roster. Yeah, so I don't agree. listen to Stephen A. Smith, people. That's just <laughs> blasphemous. Actually, haven't, we learned, haven't we learned by now? Can I go ahead and say this before we move to our next topic? If you're getting any of your sports takes from Stephen A. Smith, yeah. if you're modeling your sports journalism after Stephen A. Smith, like The Hustle – is amazing. Give credit, give credit where credit is due on the hospital. But the fact that you have to raise your voice five octaves to get your point across to do this is not worth it. Don't do it. It's not good TV. It's not good radio. It's not good podcasting. It's terrible journalism. So uh, do better if that's what you want to do now. Um, just look, do your own thing. Find your own voice. All right, that's that's a different conversation for a different day. But <laughs> um, guys, so. I know we had to do it every week and we don't love doing it, but look, let's give credit where credit's due. The Lakers have won five of six. I know who the competition's been, but Saturday night, they needed a big LeBron James game to get the win in San, uh, in San Antonio without Anthony Davis, and they got one. Uh, Friday night, you saw them at their full at their full strength without Patrick Beverly, of course, but you know what does he really contribute anyway? Um, and they won, and they got that big Nets win. You know, they play this they play this uh the pacers tonight before recording a team we talked pretty high on last week so there's reports coming out today dave McMenamin says a couple guys that are leaders in the locker room gee i wonder who he's talking about there um seem to think that there are a couple players away from being contenders i don't know if i'm there yet i love their athleticism i love the way that they defend but a couple players means like you need three guys that can shoot the ball and one just got signed by Dallas, even though he's super, super gone from what he used to right. be. Um, and I think that, you know, this is definitely encouraging, but like I said, I understand it's three games against the Spurs. That one game you lost in that stretch was against the Suns. Uh, you played mm-hmm. the Pistons in there. The Nets one's a good win. Um, I know the Nets are playing a little bit better now that they're at full strength as well, but I uh, I am encouraged. I still feel like they're a team that can make a run into the play-in. Uh, but there's also this reporter, Ramona Shelburne, said after winning these five of six, they're not very urgent to make a move. And that's the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. Because <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> but, like, I think Rob Polink is not really a good GM. I think he's just forever going to get credit for, for getting Anthony Davis in a trade because we all knew LeBron was going there. It's not like he had to, like, convince him to come to los angeles uh um, yeah, that was easy work yeah hey man uh here's the contract okay i'll be there in right. a few weeks yeah that was easy work that was yeah. nothing but i'm encouraged i'm not quite to the point of i think they can make the play in i'm not quite to the point where i think they have, they have a playoff spot uh but i think they look a little better i think thomas bryant dennis Schroeder being back in the rotation has done leaps and bounds for them yeah, I agree. I think that they're playing well. Um, the biggest thing has been that uh, Anthony Davis has played more like himself um, over that stretch. I still think, like they they said, that I don't. I mean, I don't know why they're reluctant to make a move. 
Um, and I would hate it for my team, but I still think Buddy Heald is a huge – would feel fill a huge void for them. Um, you know, I, they talk about getting Miles Turner, but I don't know how much Miles Turner – I mean, he helps them defensively and he helps them, you know, some other things, but they need shooters. Like, they still need shooters. Um, so I think Buddy Heald is a better get for them than anything else. Why they're reluctant to make a move, I'm not really sure. Um, but I think if you if you give these guys some shooters and continue to let Anthony Davis do what he does, um, I do think that they can get into that playing game, maybe even seven or eight seed, and and you know at least make the playoffs. Um, but uh, I, I don't know how convincing wins are against the Spurs. Um, the one good team that you played was the Suns, and you lost. Every other good team you've played, you've lost. Well, Ben, um, you know. to answer to answer that, they are playing your team tonight, so that should be a little bit of a test, right? Yeah, now that yeah, so that should definitely be a test. Um, you know, is, is are the Pacers a higher tier team? They're higher than the Lakers, so yeah, I guess that would be a test. But you, you know, you look back at their schedule. Um, you know, before this last stretch, you know, every good team they've played, they lost to. They lost to the Jazz. They lost to the Cavs. They lost to the Jazz again. They lost to the They beat Clippers. the Nuggets. Yeah, they did beat the Nuggets. And the Pelicans. And the Pelicans. Uh, but hold on, the Pelicans had somebody hurt that game, though, didn't they? Zion uh, not that game? Brandon Ingram was. Ingram, there you go. So, um, so yeah, so, I mean, they've, they've got a, a few quality wins. I just don't know if they can string wins against good teams consistently. But then again, they haven't been full strength to play those teams consistently. So, there's still a lot out there. Um, you know, I'm waiting to see if they may. I, I would love to see them get a shooter, whether it be Buddy Hield or not. Um, but I would definitely – I definitely like them in the direction they're going with, with Anthony Davis being the guy. Um, I definitely like the direction uh, bringing Russell Westbrook off the bench. Um, I like some of the things that they've done. I think Darwin Ham is trying to do a, a good job. He's really trying to mix things up and do some different things. Um, and hopefully those things will, will get him to where they where they need to be. But uh, I, I'll be interested to see in some of these next stretches uh, of some of the better teams they play to see how they do uh, in the next 10. So. So the, the one thing that I do want to mention is and I know that I know that this stretch actually adds to the to the totals. But Anthony Davis right now, 26 and 13. That, those are his averages. Mm-hmm. Like that's monster mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's also averaging 1.6 steals and over two blocks a game. Mm-hmm. So right now at this very moment, we have the Anthony Davis that we all are accustomed to seeing playing in the NBA at this moment. This is, this is Anthony Davis the the defensive player of the year Anthony Davis that we thought we were going to see the the guy who could potentially be up for an MVP Anthony Davis um can that continue throughout the entire year can he keep up this pace without getting hurt you know can he play 65 70 games and average this throughout the year without wearing down and then on the flip side of it what are you going to do to preserve LeBron because right now LeBron's averaging almost 26 26 eight or 26, nine and six, 
But the problem with LeBron is, is that he's shooting less than 30% from three and he's only shooting 46% from the field. So we can see it. Like you can see it in games. Like he's playing these minutes and um, he actually leads the team in minutes per game at 35 and a half. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Like the goal is preserve him, right? Like save him so that you can mm-hmm. use him late, late minute, late minute situations. You can use him late in the season. And as Tim was saying, because they're winning games, they don't feel like right now they need to make any adjustments to the roster. Well, what's going to end up happening is when you get to the meat and potatoes of this roster and you start getting in that grind, they're shooting is probably going to kick them in the butt again, and they're never going to be able to catch that spot of that playing game if they continue at this pace. So they got it. They have to make a move in order to if they want to contend for the rest of the season. Like I can't see this roster moving forward being a team that's going to slide into the five or the four or the three spot, shooting the way that they are right now. Even though their shooting's getting better, but I don't see it being able to work all year long. They, they don't. Yeah, they don't have a legit knockdown shooter unless you go down to like a guy like Max Christie, nope. who <laughs> who's playing, <laughs> who's played a total of ninety minutes. You know, um, Matt Ryan. You know, these are your guys that you're going to be counting on to shoot. Um, Lonnie Walker and Austin Reeves are thirty-seven and thirty-eight percent from three. Like those are your guys. Love me some Austin Reeves. What so, about Scotty Pippen Jr.? Dude, does he even get in? He's he's got a two way, so he's playing in uh playing in the G League. Yeah. You know what? I don't. I don't honestly. I don't know much of, about him. Like, does he shoot the ball well? I mean, I I got to cover two of his games in college, mm-hmm. so you know, he looked really good in those games. But that was like probably two of his seventy he played his couple years at Vanderbilt. So who right. knows? Um, but you know, he kind of had some like Marcus Howard to him where it was like, if he's at the top of the key and has the ball, chances are it's going in. Um, yeah. he was fun to watch play. So I don't know, hey, maybe is, like he could be entertaining. Yeah. As much, absolutely. as much as we've been dogging on Westbrook, like he even shoots better from three point range than LeBron and AD does. Well, I talked about this last week. Like, I don't think we need to worry about AD shooting threes anymore. I don't think that's like his game anymore. Like, go play back to the basket, get to the get to the block, and when they when they send a double at you, someone's going to be open, and they can either cut or they can pull up there. Hopefully, they're not pulling up until they get good shooters. But um, I don't think we. I don't really care about his like inability to shoot threes anymore. Uh, LeBron, yeah, I would like to see a little more of it, but we are talking about a thirty-eight year old out there playing 35 minutes a game. So if one thing's lacking, it's a shooting. I'm okay with that yeah, because you can still get to the rim. Yeah, he's playing them Tom Thibodeau minutes right now. Boy, that's, <laughs> right? You aren't kidding, man. They, they, I mean, right now. They out, here, they out here trying to kill my boy Braun out here. Like, bro. I feel like right now LeBron should be the perfect back to the basket, you know, mid-range, straightaway jump shot shooter, get to the basket when he feels like it. I mean, yeah, he should be. He is, yeah, he should be second three Pete Jordan right now. Like, yeah, back that's what I'm down. saying. Like, he should be in that Jordan like, range where he's shooting a lot of mid range. Um, the problem is, is he's not a good mid range shooter. Yeah, he can still dunk on everybody. So who got that going for him? <laughs> yeah. So that's that's you know that conversation there. Um, yeah, I like. I think they'll be. I still think they're a playing team at best. Um, but 
this could be something where they make a nice little run the second half. You know, they get in the play in, maybe they lose in the second game or something, win the first one, lose the second, so they don't get a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. And um, then like some free agents are like, oh man, if we like go there, maybe we can make this thing work again. Also, it's the Lakers, so you know, this could open some doors for them. Uh, we'll see how it goes, but let's kind of go through some other things real quick. By the way, side part, sidebar. The Aaron Fox sign with Clutch. You know where everyone's hot head's going there, right? He's hold yeah. on. He signed with Clutch. He signed with Clutch. Oh yeah, it, yeah, because they were talking about him wanting to be traded because he signed with Clutch, and that's not just the case. Just as mm. far as we know, that's not just the case. But mm. you know, they tend to like they tend to like big markets when they get their guys. So. <laughs> and- Paolo huh. and Bull Bull just connected on a very disgusting alley-oop. My God. Oh, man. All right. Those so, two are freaks. Yeah, they're fun for sure. Um, let's kind of go real quick around, just kind of get to go to you guys' quick thoughts on some on some stuff in basketball. So I mentioned earlier, Kemba Walker goes back to Dallas. Uh, obviously not the Kemba Walker of old by any stretch of the matter, but I'm a big Kemba fan, so I'm happy to see him back in the league. I like mm-hmm. the pairing of him and Luca. I don't really know what they're going to get from him. Uh, like I said, it's not necessarily like Jason Kidd will probably like to have him in situations where he's handling the ball, but I think he could be an all right bench scorer for them. I don't think he's going to fill the Jalen Brunson role by any means. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I agree with you. I think that I think you sign a guy like Kimball Walker to give you some stability a little bit, uh, yeah. a guy that can run your second unit, a guy that can, uh, he can get hot. Can can show some old some old parts of Kimba at times. Um, you you definitely don't sign him to you know playing 35, 36, 37 minutes. Uh, you sign him to to run your second unit uh, to give you a good 12, 14 points off the bench. Um, a guy that can can do uh, give you a leadership, give you some uh, leadership off the bench, give you some leadership with your second unit. Uh, that's why you sign a Kimba Walker. Um, you know, I, I think that I think that was the main reason why. I don't I don't know how much he does per se as as like helping them win games, but I do think that he's a guy that can settle their second unit down and and run your offense and get things done that you want to get done. Yeah, I think it'll be okay. Um, I want to see him do well, man. We all remember. Oh yeah, I like Kemba, man. We all remember Josh. I'm sorry to reference this at your expense, but we all remember cardiac Kemba and what he mm-hmm. did in the NCAA tournaments and. You know, even those couple of years, he's the all-time leading scorer in Hornets history. I heard him what? on Woj's pod. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, I heard him on Woj's pod recently, saying that he kind of wished he ca- he had spent his whole career in Charlotte. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's kind of talk. I want to talk to you guys. I don't know if you've seen much lately of this. Uh, you know, one of the two teams I was really excited about this year is potentially kind of taking another step besides the Kings was uh, the Wizards. And Kristaps mm-hmm. Porzingis has been really, really good this year. My yes, God. I think he's cooking tonight, too, as we're talking. I think he's balling out. Um, been really nice to see like him gradually healthy. That's not a bad roster. If you look up and down it, like Monte Morris is back tonight as well. So that's big for them. You know, Bradley uh, Beal obviously being on that team. Hold on. To, hold on. So as of now, your boy Porzingis. At half, has twenty nine points on seven and nine from the field, six of eight from three. 
I saw it as like 12. Yeah. And the Wizards are up 77-58 on the Timberwolves at half. So, yeah, your boy's cooking. Well, you know, I have I have Chris Straps, that's what I like to call him, on my fantasy basketball (laughs) team. So, um, you know, he always makes me feel good when I see that he's in the game. Yeah, man, he's been balling. I like that team. I think uh I think the roster's really well put together. I think Kyle Kuzma probably getting out of that like Laker window. Mm-hmm. Um probably did a lot for him to kind of just kind of spread his wings a little more. The best you know. thing for him. Yeah, still a pretty similar player as far as but like a better role for sure in Washington. So I really like that for him. They're just, you know, really talented. I don't know if they're going to make any noise by any means, but up and down the roster, if you look at that, it's just really talented group. Yeah. I also want to mention that um, Pascal Siakam is back playing tonight. Dude, talk about can him and Scotty Barnes work together. Oh, my God, they're great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're good, and and they needed to be because the, the supporting cast hasn't been great for them, but those two have been have played really well. Siakam has been when he was healthy. When he was healthy, was been unreal. Yeah, he, played, he was he's playing some really unreal basketball. Ah, oh, man, I really like that. Oh yeah, here's one topic I wanted to run by you, by you guys. So, did you see Giannis's comments on Evan Mobley? Yes. Oh, he said that he said wait, Evan Mobley yeah. could be better than him. Yes. Mm. That's wild. He's, that is why. Do you all believe that? I do. Oh, I explain, Tim. I I, I want to hear this. Well, like, we're talking guys, about we're talking about the Greek freak here. As you guys know, I planted my flag as the president of Mobley Mountain. Yes, um, yes, you are. That's why I want to hear it. I feed the villages, the villagers, uh, greatness every year. <laughs> so, uh, Evan Mobley's only twenty. That's the first thing you got to point out. Mm-hmm. Is just how special he really has become um, in that circumstance. He's really, you know, the tight, the talent level, the ability to protect the rim. Giannis wasn't doing this at this age. You know what I mean? Like Giannis mm-hmm. took a long time to develop. Evan Mobley came in automatically with like all defensive skills. You know, you don't see that too often in the NBA. Anthony Davis, you know, probably one of the few other guys you can mention came in automatically all defensive skills. Uh, Mikhail Bridges is a different position, obviously. But just the ability to kind of take over a game and affect it so well, like he doesn't have to score to like really help t- his team win a lot of games. But when he does, it's just another advantage. He's gotten really be- so much better at just attacking the rim. Uh, we talk a lot about how much I really love guys at the dive and pick and roll. I think he's really mm-hmm. developed that really well with guys like Garland and Mitchell. And he's a guy that's still learning how to play pro basketball. And last year was, you know, second was runner up for rookie of the year in a really close race. If the Cavaliers make the playoffs, I think he wins it. I just think when you look at what Evan Mobley is offering, he hasn't scratched his surface yet. I think he has a lot of Giannis in him. I don't know if he'll, you know, Giannis is shooting decently as a three point shooter for the first time in his career the past couple of years. But I think Mobley has the ability to knock down threes. He did at USC. And he shows a little bit here and there in the NBA. He's got to get better with it. But if you look at how he's projected already where he's at currently in his career to where we're seeing what Giannis was and what Giannis has become, I think that's a great side-by-side trajectory. And I do think that Mobley has a better offensive skill set in certain ways. So, Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, I certainly think he could. 
Not uh, right I, now. I, it's gonna be a while, but no, 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 no. He like you said, he's twenty years old. Um, in his last in his last ten, he's shooting fifty four from the field and fifty from three in his last ten games. So I mean, he's I mean, he's shown that ability to be able to do that. Um, you know, Giannis. You know, Giannis in the last five years just became Giannis, and he's twenty six. Yeah, 20, 26, 27, somewhere in there. I mean, Mobley is just now um, starting to get a feel for the NBA game, um, and he's around other stars. You know what I mean? When Giannis became Giannis, he wasn't around a whole lot of stars. Now, now Chris Middleton got better. You added some pieces, you know, like Holiday. Uh, you had Bledsoe in the early run. You had some guys around it, but but in those beginnings, like like he didn't have those pieces. So Giannis had a chance to become Giannis because he was the guy. Um, I think, I think Mobley in the position he's in now, I mean, he's got, he's got a Mitchell around him. He's got Allen around him. He's got all these other pieces, Garland around him. He's got all these different pieces. His skill set hasn't had to be what it is or what it's going to be because he's got so many pieces around him. He's definitely got a lot of room and a lot of those skills to be able to do those things. Just doesn't have to do them now because he has so many scores and athletes around him. So, Tim, I do agree with you on that. Once, once he starts to grow more into his game, um, and they start to rely on him a little bit more with, with, with scoring and his ability, I, I do see that. Now, you know, will he, will he be an MVP? I. I I think there's a good chance, but you know, right now he's got so many good pieces around him. He doesn't have to show, he doesn't have to have be all of that Giannis, what Giannis had to be at that age and at that time. So it, it, it'll be cool to see what he does in these next, you know, two to four years, as far as, as building that skill set and being where uh, we think he can be. Josh, before you butt in real quick, I want to, read the exact quote so everyone knows what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, Giannis was asked by cleveland.com and he said he could be better, better than me. He being Mobley. I don't see why he can't. It's up to him. I always try to improve every day, but he has the skill set to be a very, very good player. He's seven feet tall. He can move really well. He can shoot. He's very smart. As you said, he watches tapes of other players, which is a very, very good thing for a young player. If he takes this seriously, he's going to be great. And that's the thing, like, this isn't like the first time we heard this. Remember last year, Anthony Davis said after they mm -hmm. played him, he was like, yeah, he's me. He, mm -hmm. he's, he, he's me. And like, so if you're getting compared to Anthony Davis and Giannis in your second year in the league, it's a pretty yeah. good sign. Absolutely. So, so my only, my only thing I want to say is that we watched Evan Mobley in college and he was easily the best big man in college. Um, he showed flashes where we were like, wow, this guy could be the next Anthony Davis, maybe better, you know, just his skill set alone. But I'm saying this, Giannis said it and you're saying, so he can be better than the two time MVP. Right. Mm -hmm. And one of those MVPs, Giannis also won defensive player of the year. So you were the best offensive player and the best defensive player in the league. Um, and Giannis has gotten better from the time he was 20, let's say 21. So 21, Giannis was averaging 17 and seven. That was his average at 21. Then he went up to 
23 and 9, 27 and 10, almost 28 and 10, 29 and a half and 11, or I'm sorry, 29 and a half and 13, 28 and 11, 30 and 11 and a half. And now he's at 31 and 11.4. And I'm not even counting like all the other stuff, the assist. And he's also averaging over five assists a game. Like, you know how crazy that sounds? Dude, yeah, I, for sure. I mean, I know people might think I'm at, I'm insane for saying I believe he can be, but I'm pretty high on him, and I have been for a long time. Um, you know, a guy's putting up 15 and 8 and anchoring one of the best defense in the league at 21 years old. Like, how long awesome. before they? How long before they turn to him? Because I feel like as long as Mitchell and Garland are there, like it's a. It, I mean, that team's that, guard loaded. That could be the best thing for him too, though. You know what I mean? Like that could be, you know, having those guys to kind of be like, Hey, you know, Hey, Donovan Mitchell's got to take the night off. You're you, mm-hmm. we're running the offense through you tonight. Tonight. They don't have Jared Allen. Jared Allen's out tonight. So yeah, he got hurt. He got hurt last game. Yeah. Now, the so scary, what, the scary thing would be if Giannis took him under his wing was like, Hey, I'm going to get you. I'm about to get you in the weight room. Let's trade Kobe style. Like, Hey man, like come train with yeah. me. And yeah, that'd be nuts. Yeah. I mean, the amount of 20-point games he already has and the amount of double-doubles he already has and, like we said, like anchoring that defense where Jared Allen can even take it easy as far as a rim protector, it's, it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, they're fun. He's really a fun player to watch. All right, Josh, your time to shine is here as we're going to wrap up this week's episode again with our second rendition of the Full Court Heave. This is our hot button, hot take, big question segment of the show where whoever's in charge will have the chance to kind of ask the question and we have our give our thoughts on it. So, Josh, what is this week's full court heave? So I, I got to thinking about some hypothetical what ifs. And, you know, three of us on this pod are Bulls fans. And there was a trade that almost went down in 2007 that would have sent Kobe Bryant to the Chicago Bulls. Um, and in return, the Lakers were going to get Ben Gordon, Luau Deng, Tyrus Thomas, and the Lakers are the Bulls draft pick, which ended up being Joakim Noah. So my question is, is what do you think would have happened had Kobe waived his no trade clause and that trade went through? Oh, um, you guys – I'll say this. You guys are Bulls fans, so I don't remember what the roster was uh, particularly. Um, I'll tell you. Ahead, I'll tell ahead. you. So the projected lineup for the Bulls that year would have been Kirk Heinrich. It would have been Kobe, um, Andres Nocioni, Joe Smith, Ben Wallace. Would have been their projected starters. Mm. Probably about the same as the Lakers were that year. The Lakers would have been Derek Fisher, Ben Gordon, Luau Dang, Lamar Odom, Joakim Noah. Mm. I, I I feel like it'd be cool. I mean, like, I think players would go to Chicago to play with Kobe if, like, they could afford – if the Bulls could afford it. But that starting five you just listed just screams 48 and 34 to me, uh, which is very good. But I don't know if it's – win NBA championship good. Yeah, that that would have been. Um... So the so the bigger piece of this for me is that had this trade went through, there's a very good chance, a really good chance that the Bulls never get the draft pick to get 
Derrick Rose. That's a good point. Ooh. Ooh. That's a really good point. Yeah, that that's tough. Um I don't know, man. I, I yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know if Kobe I don't know if I don't know if Kobe brings a championship. Um, but I like I do agree with you, Tim. I do think that Kobe would would have had the ability to bring somebody else like like he did with Paul Gasol, you know what I mean? Like he would have brought somebody else with him. So I don't know who that would have been. My, I mean, maybe it could have been Paul Gasol. I, I don't know, but you know, it, you know, I think Kobe would have got one more person there, uh, and then that one person and him could have done the same thing they did in L.A. Um, and granted, he had some other really good pieces with that with him and Powell there, but um, I, I think that they would have had the ability to, to do that because I think they would have been able to make at least one move to get somebody there with Kobe. Um, yeah. So. Now, though, I like that Lakers roster too. I mean, I would have liked that too with maybe you know, uh, Lamar, with, with non cracked out Lamar Odom and <laughs> and and Joakim Noah, who was actually you know I was not a fan of Joakim Noah's, but I I was I admired his basketball game. I thought he played hard. Thought he was physical. He was a pretty tough guy. I was not a fan of his, but um, hey, but tips, I still think in you that tip, in that tip system though he was the guy. Yeah, he yeah. <laughs> he had that awkward looking jump shot. I mean, it was it was just bad. Um, but I, I don't think that I don't think with that roster, that roster doesn't scream like Lakers to me. You know, like Ben Gordon and, and Noah and Lou Al Dang. I think he eventually became a Laker though, didn't he? Uh, not only did he eventually become a Laker, he was getting paid to not play. By the oh, not play that, for he Lakers, was on that right? Bobby Bonilla. Yeah, he was got yeah. hit that Bobby Bonilla deal. That's right. Yeah. So, they just yeah, quit so paying I, him last I, year, yeah. Yeah. I just I just don't see I just don't see that roster. I mean, I don't think to see that roster making a huge run. Uh, but I do think that the Bulls would have had a better shot at bringing somebody else in. Was Ben Wallace still Ben Wallace or was Ben Wallace? Nope. I was long say, he, gone. Was not, he was long gone, right? Okay, he signed so, that yeah, Bulls so. contract and his skills were like it just diminished. <laughs> the next year, next year he's one of those random vets that plays with LeBron where the Cavs are like, this guy's a name. Maybe he could help him out. Right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. God, that's like, we could do an episode where we draft like washed LeBron teammates. Oh, be a fancy gosh. draft. Shaq. Uh, ben Sean Wallace, Marion. Sean Marion. Ooh, man. Oh, they gave uh, him all kinds of people. Darren Williams. Didn't he, didn't he have uh, Danielle Marshall? Oh, he uh, had Danielle Marshall, all right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he had a whole bunch of guys. Those Cavs ones are so funny when you just go and look like, like if anyone's like, hey, man, you know, he lost a lot in the finals. I'm going to be like, did you see the teams he took to the championship? Yeah, man. Like, my I don't God. See, and I, yeah, I think that people forget that. They're like, oh, yeah, he's four and nine in the finals. I'm like, well, first off, well, some of those teams to even make the finals is a miracle. Like you they, don't even have any idea. Yeah, like, like you have no idea. Like some of those rosters were atrocious, uh, atrocious. Yeah, that's a good one though. I'm glad that this is the one that Josh asked because there's a lot of those, right? Like, 
Yeah. What if the well, what if the Cavs and Pacers make that Paul George deal? This yeah. one was a big deal. This one was a big deal for me because, um, you know, growing up idolizing Michael Jordan, you know, Kobe was always the second coming. You know, we all yeah. see yeah. it. You see it in his game. And then for him to actually put on the uniform and, you know, he wears the number right next to it. So he wears 24. Um, was he in 24 already or was he in eight still? He was still at eight at that time, but it was, I think it was that next year. That was, was that next switched. year. He went to 24, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I always wondered what made him not waive his no trade clause. Cause he was the only guy in the league at the time that had a no, a no trade clause in his contract. So Kobe controlled that situation to the T and, um, yeah. you know, back then that was kind of the start though. Like I said, that was the start of the build of the bulls and that run that they had. And, and I promise you in that run, you know, have Derrick Rose not got hurt. I really think the bulls had a legitimate shot of winning a title with that. Team. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They were great. They um, were so good. Yeah, I you won't be able to tell me otherwise either, dude. I 100% agree. Like they were so special and so talented and so fun and like gave the Heat a punch every time they played them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. But I do want to I do want to say on here, you know, those next few years where Kobe won those with those championships, that I I really truly believe that Lamar Odom and Paul Gasol are super underrated on those runs and Meta. Meta and Meta, won. And Meta, they Meta had him won. on the second one. Meta won game seven against the Celtics. Go yep. watch the film. Go watch the tape. The Celtics have a 13-point lead going to the fourth quarter, and Kevin Garnett is, like, balling until then, and then Meta is on him, and he can't do anything the rest of the game. Yeah. Yep. Mike. So thank you for pointing that out, Josh, because I feel like the Kobe truthers seem to always over skip over game seven. It's like Kobe was a one-man team out there. Kobe yeah, actually didn't forget. play well in those finals. The nope. first one, not the second one. So, have I told you guys this? Um, I looked up the finals when they beat Orlando like a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and it, this drove me insane. So, the Lakers win in five, right? Dwight Howard in that series. Mind you, this is Dwight Howard. This is, you know. Dwight, the Dwight Howard is playing right now in China? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> China Dwight. In that whole series. Dwight Howard only had 36 field goal attempts in the whole series. You what? Said five games. That's what, seven? That's not even seven shots a game. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I did not know that. Stan Van Gundy somehow got to the finals and was like, nah. We don't, nah, we're gonna... we don't need, we don't Jameer, need Dwight Howard. Jameer, lead the way. It's all you. <laughs> I like that one. I like this topic, though. It's a fun one. I really want to do yeah, that washed, washed LeBron teammate draft episode. I feel like that oh, could be. Oh, man. We got to figure out what the criteria is. Oh, man. That that would be that would be brutal. It had to be like, uh, what was it, a couple years ago we did that um, all-time Shaq teammate draft? That was fun. Yeah. Yep. That was a good time. And then uh, we did the all-time Lakers draft a couple years ago. That was a really good – that was a lot of fun. Oh, we got yeah. a lot of we got a lot of redditors mad at us for that one. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, who takes Nick Van Exel over Robert Ori? And I'm like, well, Robert Ori had two shots. Nick Van Exel was a much better right. player. Let's just Nick Van move Exel on. was yeah. Nick Van Exel was the man. Yeah, he was a bucket forever. Yes, he was. 
All right, dudes. Yeah, well, Ben, next week's heave is all yours. Yes, sir. Cannot wait to see what you come up with. Yes, sir. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, but we're going to go and wrap up this week's edition of the 48 Minutes Basketball Network podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, please be sure to go and give us a nice solid five-star review at your podcast subscription of choice. Give us a follow on all the socials, including TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, takes two seconds. Just give us a nice subscription. Goes a long way in us versus algae rhythm. We're not talking space jam here. Um, <laughs> and lastly, I didn't wear it tonight. I should have, but I was keeping it for the games this week. 48minutesbasketballnetwork.merchmake.com. Go get your gear. Support the fam. It helps us out a lot. We're definitely appreciated. Everyone, thank you for tuning in. Have a good night, and we'll see you next week.